0: Hello and welcome to episode <gasps> 80 of our... It's me! Oh yeah, you're even, oh, not you? Oh my
1: goodness, Jack. <laughs> <Rude>. I apologise. <laughs> <laughs> Hello everyone. Welcome to episode 80 of our Weird Life. 80. 8 to 0. Do you like the number 80, Jack?
0: I'm quite fond of the number 80. I don't have any aversion to it. Let's
1: see if the number 80 has any true meaning in our lives. Let's see number 80. So my name's Jodie, by the way. My name's Jack. Um, Welcome yes. to the podcast. Welcome to the... Well, excuse me. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> I'm even numbers. Jack Sorry,
0: I, the, I stole the gauntlet, didn't I?
1: I thought I was odd numbers because I like odd numbers. But my favourite number is 12, so...
0: Yeah, um, I'm odd. You're even. I don't know why what I you What is special
1: about the number 80? The number 80 is the natural number following 79. And um, proceeding 81.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I never knew that.
1: <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Do you uh, remember? I don't know if there's anything, I mean, is there anything special about number 80?
0: I mean, we're doing a podcast of episode 80, so that's pretty special, you know. Yeah. Um. Well, what a weekend this has been.
1: Yes, it's been a fantastic weekend,
0: fantastic yet exhausting. Mm-hmm. I feel like lately all of our time just goes into this weird sinkhole.
1: It is kind of strange because it's winter mm. and it's snowing like I've never known snow ever in my whole life. I'm, and yeah, it, you'd think you were doing less, but somehow you're doing more.
0: I'm getting a bit of a winter fatigue. Yes. I'm going to be honest with
1: you. I mean, I'm not surprised the I'm amount gonna, we have to show I'm level
0: with you. I, um, I am absolutely sick of shoveling
1: stuff <laughs> <laughs> yeah we were out there for i don't know two hours earlier
0: yeah probably just, shoveling the drive but it's just every day
1: it yeah, just gets on and we
0: don't even have it as bad as our friends do
1: mm-hmm.
0: so um credit to them for all the effort they have to put in every yeah. day but but you know i don't know that's part of the thing you have to accept i guess living in a one of the snowiest places in the world we
1: just keep telling ourselves it's part of the experience mm-hmm. but on the fourth year of doing it it does feel a little bit um wears a
0: bit thin doesn't it, it? does
1: wear a bit thin yes wear a bit thin. <laughs> 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 shoveling for three months yeah. um
0: but yeah so on um on saturday mm-hmm. what do we do on saturday saturday
1: Saturday, we went night snowboarding. Yes,
0: we did indeed. Which
1: was very fun. It's
0: our second time night snowboarding.
1: Yes. um, And actually, it was only our second time going this season.
0: What do you think are the main differences between going in the day and going at night, other than the sun? (laughs) (laughs)
1: Um, There are no children.
0: That's a a joy, in it, really?
1: I love children, but obviously, being a teacher, we see them all the time. Mm. Um, But when you're snowboarding, I say children... There's people that aren't really like learning, I guess, yes. because there's, and there's just less people in general. Let's just say that. But when, when you have like kids that are learning, you just, they're so unpredictable. And I've had an incident before where a child like flew into the back of me and it was so painful. It winded me and, um, and it was on quite a, like a steep, heart like I don't know why that child was really up there if they it couldn't. was very
0: steep and very narrow and yeah he thought for some reason that he could go around the back of you and overtake you and it just
1: it didn't work yeah it was and a catastrophe yeah so I think from that because after that I I had to quite like I couldn't go again after that because I, I hurt myself quite a lot mm. um for that season in particular so so yeah I was just I get quite frustrated and I, I get very nervous like I always look behind me, which obviously you shouldn't do when you're snowboarding. But I always look behind me because I get worried that someone who might be inexperienced might crash into me. Obviously, the more experienced people, they just go around you. Mm. Um, But I don't really go that fast. And I worry that someone will assume that I am going faster than I am and then, like, crash into me. Um, So, yeah, night snowboarding, there are very few children. I think we saw one yesterday. And in general, less people.
0: There's not many at all, is there, really? You don't
1: have to queue for the lift, which is fabulous. Then um, it's much colder, though. That is the only thing. It was minus nine last night when we were snowboarding, and it was very windy, and the, it was snowing quite a lot.
0: <laughs> yeah, going up on the ski lifts when it's, um, you know, sort of blizzardy conditions and that cold... Obviously, you sat there, and that's the only time you're really stationary, but mm-hmm. my, good Lord, it is cold. And my, I was having real trouble with my face covering yesterday. It was just not working. Very, yeah. My nose was exposed um, because I couldn't put it over my nose because I couldn't breathe properly. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I put it down, and by the end, I thought, that's it, I'm getting frostbite on my nose.
1: Well, actually, um, there was... Somebody I used to watch on YouTube and he went snowboarding and his nose was white. And his friend said to him, You're getting frostbite on your nose because yeah. his nose was exposed and he didn't realize because wow. he couldn't feel it.
0: I don't think I was that far off. No, that
1: <laughs> no, me neither. Like, I actually, so towards the end of the evening, um, I did one last run on my own, but nobody knew where I was. So, (laughs) so Jack texted me and said like, oh, we're at the bottom. Where are you? And I got out my phone to message Jack. And I only, all I did was took it out, did a little voice recording, like I'm at the top, get me a hot chocolate, won't be long, put my phone away. And I couldn't feel my hand Mm -hmm. just from doing that. And yeah, I think snowboarding and doing anything that is really, like, outside of your comfort zone like that, putting yourself in those conditions, I think they really are a true test of your character and, and like, I don't know. What do you think?
0: I mean, snowboarding is, um, it's it's a weird kind of stamina that you need for it because it's not, your body's in a position that it's very unnatural. Mm. You're in a perma squat pretty much the whole time that you're going down.
1: yeah. Um, you are when you're learning, anyway. But
0: yeah, so the learning curve is quite of, quite it's steep. Difficult, yeah, once, once you've got excuse
1: it, excuse the pun. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, once you've got it, it's it's brilliant. It really is. But it never, I don't, wouldn't say it ever doesn't feel challenging. Yeah,
1: it it's always, always feels like a struggle for, for us anyway.
0: Yeah, maybe because we don't go every day. No, maybe that's the, maybe that's the difference. But. Um, yeah, I, I also, at one point, I, I had to message my friend because we'd lost one of our other mates.
1: Is that phone ringing? In,
0: I don't know. Oh, work.
1: okay, go ahead. Um,
0: we lost one of our other mates. <laughs> they, two of them went off, off road, off mm. slope, through the trees.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: And one of them got stuck. And uh, so we were just communicating with each other and I took my glove off and within, I don't know, 10 seconds, mm. I realised that... If you were stuck in that situation, you yeah. have no phone, um you would not live very long
1: yeah, would t- in those chronic kind of conditions. No.
0: It was quite shocking actually. I've never really mm. thought about it in those kind of terms, but you would you would die. Yeah. If you were stuck in those, um in that cold for for too long.
1: Yeah. See, when it's like it's like sunny and you're snowboarding, it's it's quite easy to forget that you are actually in the snow, because you get very warm obviously with the sun, um, but there's all this snow, but <laughs> you just feel so hot. But at night time, you can't forget that you're in snow,
0: no, it's, and it's just so the, cold. I think the hazardous part of, of any extreme sport is going to really come out, <laughs> yeah, you know, visibility too. It's not great, is it? No, no, so at um, night time, yeah. I, I mean, like they do night- have
1: light, they have lights on, like full of lights.
0: they do, yeah, um. I, I love snowboarding at night, mm. but it's a very different experience. Yeah, it is. It's almost like a different different sport to me. Strange.
1: I think, I felt like I did much better at night time.
0: Uh, me too, Cause I agree.
1: Because when there's a bunch of people around too, like it just makes me more nervous, I, I think. I think I
0: concentrate more at night, and so yeah, I, I just I'm do not, better.
1: Like the last run that I did, I was completely alone. Mm. And it was it's such a wide open space actually when I went to go on the lift I didn't even know if the guy was there and then he came out of the little hut and was like oh do you want to do you want to go up I was like yeah Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) like there was no one there
0: (laughs) a funny thing happened last night when you did your last run because I didn't quite realise until our other friend came down um, and she told us that you were just doing one more I was at the bottom Mm -hmm. which is quite it's quite a distance away isn't it really when you think about it you've gone up to the top And I was just, I put into perspective the fact that you were at the top of a mountain at night. Mm. You know, it was fairly dark. Yeah. And the only way you were going to get down was having a board strapped to your feet. (laughs) (laughs) Literally, yeah. And the more I thought about it, I was thinking, this is, you know,
1: fingers crossed,
0: everything's going to be fine.
1: Oh, were you worried? Well,
0: yeah, because how can I help you quickly, you know, if something were to go amiss? I know there's people up there, but. Even
1: so, you just with you being so far away, you realised. Yeah, just
0: naturally, my brain was. Yeah,
1: <laughs> but when I got there, you were like, "Oh, you got down fast."
0: You must have zoomed because it I really did didn't time. take very long
1: at all. So the the very last, um, the very last part of the run is goes quite flat mm-hmm. into like a beginner run. Yeah. Uh, and the first time <laughs> I went down it, I got so exhausted because I stopped in the I, got, I stopped in the middle, so down too. That happened. And so the second time I went down on my own, I was just like, I'm not, I am not stopping again. Mm. I can't because it's just so <laughs> it takes so much energy it's to too like tiring, isn't it, wiggle it? yourself out, and then like or you, or you take one one foot out and you try to push yourself along, and you immediately get tired like so fast. Yeah, so. I just bent all the way down. Like I was basically in like a, like a...
0: You were skiing on your snowboard. I was like a little
1: frog and I just like <laughs> bent down and I and I went so fast just like that in mm. that position. Uh, and then before I knew it, I was at the bottom. I was really shocked. You did really good. But that's very dangerous to do that because like, how can I stop in that position?
0: Yeah, I suppose so.
1: But it was very flat.
0: But I think that also shows the progress that we've made yeah. Because you you think about it, we've only been twice this season. Mm. How many times have you fallen over? Uh. Like, in silly ways, we've fallen over maybe a couple, a couple of times each.
1: I mean, I've, like, I've fell into my turn a couple of times on purpose. But anything bad? So like I would, no, like mm. I was turning and I thought, no, I
0: didn't mm. know that was
1: rubbish. And I just stopped. Or well, like I had no energy to continue the turn yeah I see that's what happens sometimes you I didn't have any crashes
0: energy. did you didn't because that no. that's happened in our previous seasons and we've it kind of heard
1: yeah well actually so there's because because there's so much snow it cushions your fall very well mm. and I remember last year getting very frustrated because I fell and I hit my knee and I had this massive bruise and then I went again and I did the same thing because there wasn't much snow and it was very icy. I don't know if that was last year or the year before. but
0: I think it was the year before last because I remember this, the same thing. When you, it, you would fall over, mm-hmm. <laughs> it, was, it was concrete, basically. Oh, God,
1: I think I screamed the one time because it, it just hurt that much. Mm.
0: So yeah. It's a funny old sport, of season, snowboarding.
1: Even though there's so much snow and we have to shovel <laughs> every day, yeah. it makes for great snowboarding.
0: I can see why as people get older they switch to skiing.
1: Mm. Yes. <laughs>
0: it takes a toll, doesn't it? It's
1: yeah, it boarding. does. It's it's yeah, it's a lot.
0: Even in the years that we've been here I felt a difference, you know. Mm-hmm. But anyway, it's fun nonetheless. Um yes. so that was Saturday evening. Uh-huh. And then this morning, well I say this morning, it was this yeah? afternoon.
1: This afternoon, yeah. We went to a little restaurant which has been here. The entire time we have been in Japan. Um, (laughs) Probably many years (laughs) before that. But we had never been into this restaurant, and today the usual restaurant we go to, the car park was so full, so we decided to go to this other place, Mm -hmm. and um, we were very pleasantly surprised, weren't we, Jack?
0: Yeah. It was was
1: very sweet.
0: Restaurants are odd, aren't they, because they... They're kind of stories for the people that own them.
1: Oh, that's a really nice way of looking at it. I've never really thought about it like that. Especially
0: this place we went into today because there are all these little mementos and trinkets that are all Mm -hmm. over the place. And it had a lot of character.
1: (laughs) I think before we go to talk about the place itself... Mm we should just mention that as we drove past this little old lady <laughs> was shoveling the the entranceway because we weren't sure if it was open mm-hmm. she was shoveling the entrance way on her own and she beamed us the biggest smile and I felt like we would immediately be welcomed in there so we were gonna go there anyway but we we weren't that sure we were like mm, maybe like it's okay or never really been there haven't heard anything about it mm. and then this little lady outside is like almost willing us to come in and yeah so yeah carry on so we went in and yeah
0: we went in and on the outside of the building there were lots of biker signs you know Harley Davidson signs and um, American signposts all those kind of things so it's a bit of an oddity In the tiny Japanese village (laughs) in the Mm -hmm. countryside. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, we sat down and she came over and explained to us the different types of burgers that they make Mm -hmm. and... The buns she makes. She makes all the bread herself, doesn't she?
1: Yeah, and she had a black one and a white burnt white bread.
0: Yeah, and she had to prepare these meals for five of us, which for which one little old lady was yeah. quite a. She she did it quite quickly, didn't she?
1: Yeah, she did. Yeah, and and um, she was so pleased to see us, and
0: yeah, very warming and not. Mm-hmm. Um, I d- I don't know, just welcoming, which mm-hmm. was which, which was good,
1: and it was almost like an American style. Yeah because she said her son had uh, used to be a teacher in America.
0: Yeah, I think he was a university teacher So I think that's yeah. what she and said. Or well, she went he went to university in America, one of the two.
1: Yes, and he enjoyed the burger so much.
0: He bought it decided back with him, right? to open. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um so it was really nice and and yeah, the food was
0: the bacon was clear. very smoky, wasn't it?
1: Mhm. Yeah, it was um yeah, it was interesting. And the bread
0: was bread was handmade. Mhm. Um, The fries were...
1: Well, the water and the coffee, there was a very special thing, wasn't there?
0: Yeah, there was. (laughs) So after we'd eaten Nam food, um, she walked over with a glass jar, and the glass jar was full of tiny pieces of paper that were folded up and tied, (laughs) and she asked each of us to take one. She told us that if there was a circle on the paper as we opened them up, that we got something... It was like a mini lottery, wasn't it? <laughs>
1: really? Yeah, it's quite fun, actually.
0: Um, so we opened it up, and four of us out of the five got a circle. Um, and then she came over and she bought us these tiny little fish structures.
1: Mm, as a gift. Structures. Like They're a actually handmade
0: Um Chopstick rests. So when you've finished using chopsticks or, you know, you're, you're temporarily having a drink or something, you put them on here so you don't drip any source or get any food all over the table. Yeah, uh, but she also told us that you can use these things to purify water. Mm-hmm. So that if you if you put them into uh, like a pet bottle, plastic bottle full of water, it purifies it over a period of was it? Did she say a year or something? It was a long period of time, yeah. wasn't it?
1: It was quite a while.
0: I don't know quite how that works, but mm-hmm. that was the water that she used. Some purified water. To make our coffee, mm. and she served us just water that we could drink. Yeah, and it was really tasted really good, didn't it? Yeah, it was you really could nice. really good. You could taste that there was something special about it.
1: And she also said that it's good for your skin; uh-huh. like you can use this water on your skin. So, yeah. Um, but she, <laughs> so this is the thing when you live in the countryside: is the the dialect <laughs> is quite different. Yeah, it really is. Uh, so. It was hard <laughs> for us to kind of catch everything that she was saying because she was talking about something so like technical as well, and how the water's purified and how long to do it for and don't do this and do do this and uh, it was <laughs> I was getting totally lost in that conversation. Yeah. What, um, what is
0: the what material is this joke?
1: It's... I have no idea. Like, so it looks it it looks like ceramic or but it's it's not it's um i don't know if it has some it's not minerals. ceramic is it There's no some... no it's not ceramic i mean it, it looks ha- like handmade of like you would a piece of pottery or something yeah um, it's almost like clay.
0: very soft metal
1: it looks like a type of mineral or metal that's or...
0: Well, been pressed into this fish mm-hmm. shape mm-hmm. and obviously because when you put it into water it releases some kind of yeah chemical that has a reaction that causes it to purify the water more. yeah that's probably hard to describe uh to imagine if i've just said it's a chopstick rest and you can purify water with it but yes <laughs> we'll put a picture we'll just, put a picture on the instagram Yeah, we
1: will yeah just imagine that it's like a like a long stone colored fish <laughs> Not a real fish. It's like obviously. a
0: purifying stone, isn't it? That's kind of yeah. How it's, but it's uh, in the shape of a fish, and, a and fish.
1: it looks very handmade. Yeah. Which they do a lot around here. They um they make a little lots of these little
0: pottery's all the rage isn't it.
1: Yeah, especially in this area, and um yeah around around here, yeah they they're very good at pottery.
0: Over the course of the time that we've been here, we've picked up quite a few little bits and pieces that. We'll I do
1: love a good mug. I'm not gonna lie. You Jack, do indeed, don't you? I do love a good cup.
0: That <laughs> coffee was pretty nice, by the way.
1: Oh, the one I just made? Yeah, I enjoyed it. Oh, good. Mm. It wasn't very strong, was it? No. Yeah. I really like the one that the lady made today. It was very good. Me too. It's probably the, my favourite one I've had in a while.
0: It tasted nice. So that was our weekend. It was yes. pretty jam-packed.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And we tired, but feeling pretty good.
1: So, Jack, mm-hmm. I was feeling quite... I'm feeling quite... I'm feeling very good about myself. Good. And I'm feeling very uh, grounded, you know. Okay. And I'm also feeling a bit, like, spiritual. Spiritual? Yeah, you know. (laughs) Like, I've had some really interesting dreams this week, and I just feel very, like, I don't know, I feel good. Good. So, I wanted to read you your horoscope.
0: Go ahead. What do do you
1: think about horoscopes, first of all? I'm sure we've spoke about this before, but just briefly, what what do you think?
0: Um... I I find myself fighting myself with it really, because I like the idea that in some shape or form we are we connected to the planet, right? Yeah, we we are byproducts of the planet in some way. Um, and so how could it be that we're not connected in some way to the stars Mm. and the solar system and everything that happens around us Mm -hmm. you know we're all molecules everything is molecules and atoms so how can we not be influenced or affected in some way by the stars which is the way that horoscopes are i believe created right i
1: mean i guess (laughs) it's
0: all through birth months and how that influences a personality and there are there are certainly traits that you seem to be inherent in people that align with any given star sign now of course when you read a star sign it's easy to think oh yeah you could apply that to anyone and so that's the part of me which is Mm. skeptical but Mm. I quite like them
1: so, I wanted to do a little test for you. Yes. I wanted to read you your horoscope for tomorrow. Okay. And I want to see if it influences your day.
0: Oh, that's very interesting.
1: I'm just curious whether it will influence your day or not. Go ahead. So, this is for tomorrow, okay. February 7th. Okay, so tomorrow will
0: be Monday. Yeah, okay.
1: Uh, and this is for Aquarius. Jack is Aquarius. So, if you're an Aquarius and you're listening to this and it's uh, February 7th, then... This could affect your day too. I
0: don't know any Aquarians, really. I don't know many. Any. It's
1: interesting.
0: Yeah. I think January is a very cold month to have a
1: birthday. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let me read this to you. Go Take the time to consider your physical and mental health today, Aquarius. Given your hard-driving nature, these are areas that may be neglected. Jack's just made eye contact with me. <laughs> One really affects the other. If you overwork your brain or put off dealing with problems, your physical health will suffer. Things like excess weight, addi- addiction, and bounce of depression are all indicators that there are imbalance in your life. See about getting things more in sync. Revive your love. Make this a year your love grows with a psychic love reading. Well, you don't need that one, do you? No. <laughs> that was it. So anyway, that's for tomorrow.
0: Okay, so some kind of balance between mental and physical stability.
1: Saying the tape, yeah. And to me, reading this is quite funny because it says, uh, given your hard driving nature and saying that it may be neglected. And we were just talking about this earlier. when we were putting the washing away. Mm. And we were saying that our days feel very full and we feel like we don't have time to do anything. And how do we how do we create a balance in that and do we have time to fit in more things or are we doing too much and yeah it all gets a bit too much doesn't it
0: yeah it does it's um it it, it's quite defeating in a way Mm -hmm. because you for some i don't know what it is i don't know if it's just our personalities but we never feel like we're doing enough Mm -hmm. yet if we have no time to do any more things how could that possibly be the case because it's not like we're how often do we ever sit around doing nothing? It <laughs> just doesn't happen. Yeah.
1: no. Even if we've got like the TV on, we're still doing something. Generally, yeah, you know, like,
0: we've we've both got full time jobs and we do.
1: We have hobbies. We have hobbies.
0: We do Japanese. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, there's just the general flow of life. We do this podcast. You have mm-hmm. your art channel mm-hmm. at Jody Lake in Art. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um. So that all stacks up. Yeah, yeah. Um, sorry, I lost the gist of what you were initially saying to me Just, about the balance between
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah, physical and mental.
1: Because one can't work without the other.
0: Yeah, precisely. That's that's a weird one, really, because at the moment, um, the thing that I'm really working on is taking up a lot of my time, mm-hmm. and that's fine. I'm, I'm I'm glad it is, but it's very mentally draining Mm -hmm. and so any kind of consideration for physical improvement Mm -hmm. is on the sidelines yes so adding that in
1: well (laughs) i
0: don't really know where that goes
1: this is the other thing though uh i feel like you i feel like winter puts a stop on people It just like and obviously right after Christmas you have all these New Year's re- resolutions that you want to achieve and you it puts a stop on everything. Everything goes on hold mm. in winter. So when you don't achieve that New Year's resolution that you set, you feel even worse. But it's like the hardest month to possibly try because it's right after Christmas and it's cold. And you don't want to do anything when you're cold. like
0: Yeah, true. It's quite you know. it's taxing in that sense. So me? do you
1: feel like, because I feel a bit like this, like life goes on pause when you're in winter. Because so Many because aspects you, do seem to. You yeah. have to shovel every day, which like absolutely exhausts you. Yeah. So why would you then want to go and do 50 press-ups
0: or sit-ups? There's not very much incentive, let's put it that way.
1: Because you're already doing a ton of exercise by shoveling.
0: Yeah. So I suppose in that sense, the... Mm-hmm. That covers the physical side of things, really. I don't
1: think it's even about doing more. I think you do enough. I think Mm. it might even be about doing less. It could well be. And looking after your physical and mental health equally by Uh relaxing a little bit more.
0: Yeah, quite possibly. Maybe it's a case of dedicating a particular time each day to doing that very thing. Um, And then everything else improves. I think that's the (laughs) point of the horoscope, right? It's saying that things improve... By taking care of those things.
1: I mean, even if that's, if it's not true, hmm. is it bad advice?
0: No, I think it's very good advice.
1: So, yeah. what's the harm then?
0: I don't think there is any. Hmm. I, will ta- I will bear that in mind for tomorrow. Okay. See what happens.
1: So, mine is... Can I read yours? Yeah, I mean, you can. I've already read it, but... Okay. But you can read it. Take it away.
0: Okay, so Jodie is a uh, Piscean...
1: Very emotional. Pisces? Being. I am the most emotional star sign, I believe. <laughs> Me and Cancer, I think, are the most. Pisces and Cancer.
0: Here we go, Joe. This was for, uh, or, um, February the 7th, so tomorrow. It's the perfect day to do some planning, Pisces. Take the time on a regular basis to think about the things you want to do and accomplish. Mm-hmm. It's essential for feeling you have control over your life. It can be almost impossible to reach your goals without a concrete plan. Just as you wouldn't build a house without a plan, it isn't wise to build a life without one either. Um, That's your horoscope. Great. So planning seems to be the Mm -hmm. most prominent part of that horoscope. What what do you think about that?
1: I mean, for me, that is literally the most perfect advice I could possibly get. Okay. Because I plan, I plan everything, like I plan each week, but... I'm not really planning at the moment towards my final goal. Okay. Like last week, I didn't put any plans in place towards that final goal. Mm-hmm. But I planned to do the washing and I plan to do go to the gym and I plan to do this and I plan to do that. But the actual thing that I actually want to do that I'm afraid to do... <laughs>
0: yeah. I, I, didn't, didn't, I any, didn't receive any love. No. <laughs> right.
1: Which is ironic. Mm. It just ends up on the bottom of the list because... Maybe I have a fear of failing in that regard.
0: It's funny how that happens, isn't it? Yes. There is this strange self-sabotage thing that we all do when we're we're nervous or afraid to do something new or really just take aim at it and go. Mm
1: -hmm. We put it off. Yeah. We put it off. I also have this thing too where if someone else is waiting for something from me, Mm -hmm. I will do that first. Right, yeah. I will always do that first. Like if someone is... Uh, Someone asked me to do something. I will do it first.
0: That's the curse of the Piscean. That is.
1: <laughs> do you think?
0: <laughs> yeah, I think so because you're very selfless. So you're always thinking about other people as opposed to yourself. But actually, um, this is saying, you know, you've got to focus on your plan.
1: I just it niggles at me because I I, I just I don't know. I just can, I almost can feel how that person feels if they're waiting for something. Mm. And it's so nice if you ask someone, oh, do you mind doing this for me? And they do it right away. Yeah. But, you know, I'm not I'm not great at that. I'm not saying, oh, yeah, I'm perfect at that. But I have to make sure I do it because it bothers me.
0: Yeah, of course. Well, you know, I mean, look, at the moment you said that you feel pretty good about yourself. So that's that's great. I do. I do. But so- I, I
1: don't think that is bad advice. No, I
0: think that's very sound advice.
1: Because I'm trying to get all my uh, you know, my ducks in a row. Is that the right saying?
0: Yeah, get all your ducks in order. So get all I, I your think chickens in the pen.
1: I think say out of five, I think three of them in a row. Okay. So it's just those last two and I think planning would help that a lot. I agree. Especially for a specific thing that I want to achieve. Mm. Because that It's
0: very important, isn't it?
1: It will never happen. If, if you don't plan for that thing that you're afraid of, then yeah. it will never happen.
0: Yeah, I agree. And you do, you do have to move into fear to conquer those things too, don't you? Yeah. To ever have any hope of accomplishing them. Mm-hmm. And ultimately you know that if you don't move towards a goal or an objective that you really want to do, in the long term the regret of not doing that is so much worse than the short-term fear.
1: It is because you, you will never know. Yeah. You will never, ever know.
0: You just live in this haze of, oh, of, of, uh, yeah. if only I'd tried, if only I'd done this particular thing. Yeah, It's, so not, it's not a good way to live.
1: No. So, as an example, um, when we moved to Japan, I didn't know what I was going to do. Mm. Jack had a job here and I came over as a dependent and I had no idea what I was going to do. But when I was in the UK, I was a model. So, I thought, okay, I'll just continue that. I've got a portfolio, like... I'll continue that and modeling in Tokyo, that's really cool, Mm -hmm. you know. And even if I didn't want to do it, I felt like I had to so that I knew in my own mind, like I'd done it. I'd done it and I'd achieved it and, and I know how it felt and that was it, I could move on after that. So it was like, it was very different to how I thought it would be. It wasn't like modelling in the UK, it was, and that's a whole other story I could get into. But I'm really, really happy that I did it. Yeah, for one, cool. I I lived alone for a lot of the time, um, which I've never done. I'd never ever lived alone, and I'd already always wondered what that was like. Obviously, I still lived here, and like, but but I'd be gone for weeks at a time. Yeah, and um, it was a really interesting experience, like. I I was probably the healthiest I've ever been and I was mo- motivated as well by the fact that I was living alone. It was weird. Mm. It was like I felt responsible all of a sudden for like, I mean when there's two of you, you can share the load, but when you live alone it's like you're responsible for not only your well-being but the place that you're living in has to be yeah. taken care of too, like bills so and all, all sorts of stuff, you know, so yeah. Um, I'm glad that I did it. it. I can't say that I was happy the entire time. I much preferred being here with with Jack and <laughs> yeah, I mean, living here. and
0: Me too. But it, like you say, if you hadn't have done it, that regret would have been so much worse.
1: Right, exactly.
0: And it was an exactly. accomplishment. And even though, you know, it didn't turn out to be the career that you mm-hmm. ended up on whilst you were in Japan, Yeah. it actually allowed you to see where For
1: your interests lay. Yes.
0: You know, where your happiness right.
1: lay. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Um, which is now what you're moving,
1: mm-hmm.
0: have been moving into for the past year, I'd say.
1: Yeah. And it, it's just weird to me to think, like, I modelled for so many different companies while I was in Tokyo, like Amazon and Sony and, like, car companies, loads of different car companies and loads of, I just, just loads of different ones. I can't even think now off the top of my head. But um, at the time, it was such a whirlwind that never in my mind was I like, oh, I mean an Amazon advert or oh I mean like I never even thought about that it was just like one day to the next was like job casting job casting casting job job it just was like it was it was such a fast pace of life and it was really lonely because it was a big city and like until I actually came out of it and came back here to the countryside and started working as a teacher and enjoying that aspect and I was really I don't know, I was really like proud of what I'd achieved, but I, in the moment I wasn't proud at all. No, it think, was like I this is most such people a struggle.
0: Spend their life doing that. Yeah. They never really live in the present at all. It's they're, really they're hard. They're so though, busy isn't it? thinking about next week, next week, next week, next yeah. month, next year.
1: But I do feel like we we live here in the countryside and I feel like we do see every day as a blessing here. Yeah. Like, even though we, you know, we complain about the snow and like it doesn't go amiss. Like, we are very grateful to be snowboarding and having this whole experience and, and You're very we, alert to we the brain. know, yeah, we know that it's short lived. And it's funny how when we leave, we won't know which aspects we will miss. Mm. Like, because it's, we live in a house with no, oh, there's yeah. people shouting outside. We live in a house with no central heat in maybe we'll miss that
0: yeah of course we will of course <laughs> is that we'll weird because, to think well because you always miss what you don't have right that, that's the general but kind of right thing right
1: now it's like a struggle yeah you come in it's cold it's oh absolutely it's frustrating yeah. you have to warm the whole house up and it takes ages and
0: i think too as we as, you, as you've already said we know that we are moving into this transition phase mm-hmm. of our life is about to change in a significant yeah. way and that's kind of that's intimidating. Um, it is.
1: So, like, we are moving, we'll be moving back to the UK in August of this year. So, July, August. Yeah. And thinking about that after we've been living in Japan for four years is is very scary. It's, very it scary. feels
0: like moving to another country.
1: Yeah. Again. <laughs> I think it yeah. helped that we went home for Christmas.
0: Yeah, it really did, big time, because it um, just feels. So, yeah. like, polar opposite.
1: Yeah, but I'm, I'm interested to hear, like, go back and listen to these recordings when we are in a whole nother stage of our life again.
0: Yeah, me too. It'll, It'll be, be
1: really interesting. It will be. Mm-hmm.
0: Um But the those horoscopes. Let's see how they go tomorrow.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, to be honest, I wanted to plan anyway, but not that. I wasn't gonna plan that. Interesting. Yeah, I wasn't gonna plan my future. I wasn't gonna plan, put in place the the steps that I want to take. Um, I was thinking about again. Okay, what chores have I got (laughs) to do this week, and what things do I have to fit in this week?
0: So there we go. But what a
1: perfect time to start because I've got some days off this week.
0: Precisely. that's that's changed the course of the future a bit for the for the better.
1: so much time <laughs> this week and I think we need it
0: that's the universe giving a hint mm-hmm. to where to put your focus on where to take aim. yeah you know
1: isn't it funny how different people have different levels of things that they can fit in to their life like I feel like I feel like we could be always doing more mm. But then some people might look at us and think, "Oh my God, you do so much! <laughs> calm down! You need to calm down. Yeah. Do you have to go snowboarding and do Japanese and do this and do that?" But then other people would be like, "Oh, you've got two hours there, free in your day. Why and aren't you, you working you could on fit that? that in your routine somewhere <laughs> quite simply? <laughs> Why aren't yeah. you working on that project? Why did you just sit sit on your ass and watch Netflix <laughs> for an hour there? You could have been doing something else, you know."
0: Yeah, it always fascinates me. You know, you hear about these extreme workaholics. Yeah. D- they tend to be some of the most successful, wealthiest people yeah. around, mm-hmm. but they do nothing but work,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and that's all they do. That's their sole focus, and they just don't stop for I don't know 15 hours a day.
1: Yeah, it's, it's like where's the line? Like how? Like what do you? What do you want mm-hmm. out of your life? If that's what you want, cool. Mm-hmm. Like if that's the most important thing to you and. And that's great, you know. I think we've said this before you, where about... Where do you
0: stop? You have to really focus on anything, on narrowing stuff down to find what you really want, you know. Or if you want something, you've got to narrow down, you've got to narrow your scope and aim at that thing, not at this plethora of
1: I really thin wish strands. that I'd had that advice growing up.
0: It would have been the finest advice. From
1: teachers yeah. or, you know... Anyone that's like in that position, like a you know a teacher, or a lecturer kind of position, like yeah. I actually remember one of my lecturers sitting me down and showing me a pie chart and saying like, because I didn't know what I wanted to do. No. Like, and I did a did anyone
0: uh, of our generation?
1: No, but I did a production <laughs> production arts design course, which involved so many things, everything to do. Oh, sorry, I just hit the microphone. Everything to do with theatre. Sound, lighting, costume, makeup, photography, everything. Mm. And I didn't know which of those things I wanted to do because no. I liked everything. So I remember this lecturer showing me a pie chart and then showing me like you can do 10% this and 20% this and 30% this until your pie is full. And I took that advice with me for years after that. And I juggled i tried to juggle several of these things makeup modeling whatever else i was doing at the time Mm -hmm. photography and it didn't work until one of those things ended up taking over the rest my my modeling became more popular like for me i got more bookings in that area so i thought okay well i'm gonna have to put more of myself into this mm. and if people asked me I would still do makeup but the that was what I got booked most for so I, I pushed that the most but it wasn't until I put all my focus into that 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 yeah, not, it, not it started to take off yeah
0: yeah it's true isn't it when you you um, you spread yourself thin, thin
1: mm-hmm.
0: like butter on too much bread as built by once says yeah <laughs> <laughs> Um, and you just get this watered-down version of whatever it is that mm-hmm. you were trying to do in the first place. And that's not success. Success is when you yeah. are so focused, you've got this razor-sharp aim
1: mm-hmm. of one thing. One thing. And that's
0: what you go for.
1: Yeah. I think
0: there's a fear that you, if you forget the other things, you'll, you'll never out. come back to them, and that just couldn't be further from the truth.
1: Well, that's the thing. like We can change our path. We can change our path. I think that's what we're supposed to do. I think we're constantly supposed to be changing. But that is the key: changing. I don't think like I think you can have like a hobby and then your main focus. Yeah. Or like several hobbies and a and a main focus, but I think trying to make money or trying to make success out of all of those things is a mistake. For me personally, is what I.
0: At least at the same
1: time, right? At least at the same time. Mm-hmm. like, And then if you if you become successful at that one particular thing, then you can bring in the other things to accompany them. Yeah. You know, like, say, like, the modelling was took off and then I got successful at that and then I wanted to change to be a photographer or a makeup artist. Like, I've already built this platform mm-hmm. beneath me. But if it was always being split into three, then it's like you can't have... You can't have all three. No, of course. Right now. But, like, once one of them becomes, you've built a network for that one, then people trust you and say, oh, okay, well, you've started this new company. Uh Yeah, it's a new company. I'm doing something else now. Uh, And then people will trust you in that thing because you've already built the the foundation.
0: Precisely, yeah. I think... Or you just
1: keep going at that one thing and become very, very, very successful at it.
0: Yeah. Life should be a segue, a constant segue, where, like any good conversation, (laughs) you're aiming for something, but then over time you veer off and you move to something else. But you can come back to where you were before, just as long as you're aiming Mm. towards something, you know. And, um,
1: and this is two idiots talking about business <laughs> that we know nothing about. We've
0: <laughs> just read a horoscope on what to do tomorrow. So.
1: so now we're definitely 100% knowledgeable about this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, don't take our advice. We don't know anything.
0: No, you've got to do whatever you want to do, haven't you? But This
1: is just, we're just literally this is waffling. from
0: experience. We found that it, t- it took us a long time to learn ourselves it's better to be focused than it is to be spread.
1: And we're nearly... well I'm nearly 30 years old and you I'm 31. 31. Yeah. I wish I'd have known this piece of advice when I was 18, I 19, couldn't 20. I couldn't but agree more. If you're listening to this and you are older than us, I'm sure you know what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. Don't take our advice. We we know. Yeah. Uh, well, you can if you want, I don't know. But it might help you in some way, maybe.
0: It'll help if you feel lost. If you feel lost in your direction, pick a direction. It doesn't matter what it is, just pick it. Mm-hmm. As long as it's like you know, lawful.
1: <laughs> and here's me saying, I wasn't gonna plan for this particular thing. I need to follow my own advice and actually focus on it. Yeah. And then hopefully in ten years that thing will
0: you got what you want.
1: I've got what I want.
0: And then you move on to the next thing.
1: Oh my gosh, that's so exciting, the thought of that.
0: It really is, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And it's all possible. Mm-hmm. Got to have that laser shop focus. Laser shop, yeah. Okay, well, with that, we will bring the podcast to an end, Jodie.
1: Yes, we've definitely waffled a little bit this week. We're quite, we're quite tired and sleepy, but we're feeling determined. If you can't tell yeah. by this, uh, by this podcast. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, while Jodie conjures up her revelatory statement, maybe she's already said it. I don't know. <laughs> Um you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter at our Weird Life Pod. Become part of the Owl Community. We release new podcasts every Sunday, six PM Japan Standard Time. Jody? hmm Do you have any final words of wisdom or have you have you wised us out already?
1: Um no, I feel like I feel like what we just spoke about was, you know, nice nice to talk about. I agree. But I do wanna say one thing. So I feel like we'll listen to this in ten years' time, Uh five years' time, and cringe and be like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe you said that. Quite possibly, yeah. (laughs) So I just want to say, like, don't cringe at your younger self. No. Like, it's so easy to do. You look back and you think, oh, gosh, I knew nothing. That's so cringy. I can't believe I did that. But all of those cringe moments are learning moments. And me and Jack obviously feel now, oh, my gosh, we've just learnt this thing that we wish we knew when we were younger. Hmm. So does that mean that we should cringe at our younger self for not knowing it?
0: No, absolutely not.
1: No, I don't think so. Like Because without that, we wouldn't know this. We wouldn't be here now. So
0: It's all past experiences added to where you are.
1: And just know that whatever you did, that was cringy five years ago, ten years ago. the person sitting right next to you has done something equally as cringy. (laughs) Exactly. I can guarantee it. Without doubt. And you just got to smile and laugh and just think, yeah, yeah, I did that, but I learned from it. So it's fine. There we go. You know, I'm not embarrassed about my past Mm self. So, and you grow and you learn. And if you're always moving and thinking, always thinking, you've got to think. Yeah, really do think. Have your own thoughts and really invest in in learning new things and constantly being like, "Well, why is that? What like that?" Questioning things and hmm. And if you're doing that, then you can't look back and be embarrassed because you're only better than you were then. You know.
0: Some true know. words spoken there, Joe. Oh, I
1: don't you know. I'm on one today.
0: <laughs> She's on a roll. <laughs> Okay, well, we will leave you with that uh, barrage of thoughts.
1: I want to listen to this when I'm 40 and see how I feel.
0: Try not to cringe. (laughs) Try not
1: to cringe. Ooh. 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 Okay, have a great week. We'll see you next week with a brand new episode. Goodbye. Bye.